Welcome once again to the VGM Fight Club. Alright, thank you once again for joining me this week on the VGM Fight Club. Uh, this is a video game music podcast, but unlike other video game music podcasts, we kind of do things a little bit differently here. See, what I do is I pick a topic, I pick two people to give this topic to, and let them pit tracks against each other to see who has the better taste in music, and you, the audience, gets the vote. Now, the first episode was a good success. I mean, more people listened to it than I thought would. Um, so thank you all to everyone that listened and voted. Um, unfortunately, I lost to Kung Fu Carlito, so um, hats off to you, sir. A very well played, good match. Uh, so, with that being said, this week, Carlito will go up against the one, the only, Alex, the Messenger Messenger, host of a VG- The Messenger Presents a VGM Journey. Now, both Alex and Carlito are former uh, alumni of the VGM Jukebox and also fans of VGM Podcasts. Uh, I believe Carlito was on an episode of Rhythm and Pixels for La Mulana. Uh, Alex has been on several things. I recently just caught up on every last one of his episodes. It's a great show. Granted, short little snippets, but hey, it gets the job done. Um, interestingly enough, Alex was actually able to meet one of my childhood heroes. Or I don't know how exactly he got it, how he made it happen, but he had Kevin Conroy on his show. For those of you who don't know, Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman from Batman the Animated Series. So, to me, that just blew my mind. So, you know, I don't know how he did it. I don't know what tricks he did, but hey, it worked. Anyway, so these two will be facing off today. Now, before I get into that, a couple of top of the show business, so to say. Um, First and foremost, uh, I have changed the format a bit. Like I said last time, rather than doing 20 songs or 10 songs a piece, it will be five songs of each per contestant, plus one sudden death song. Now, how it work is, in the off chance that there is a tie between those five songs, the sudden death song will help break the tie. So, I will play the sudden death songs each episode, a la kind of like what Rhythm and Pixels does, where they pick a topic, they'll have tracks, and then they'll have like um, a bonus round, aka where they play like a covered or arranged track based on their topic. Uh, the sudden death round will be for more of you won't have to vote unless a tie is made and then in which case everyone will vote on just that one track outside of that the sudden death track doesn't mean anything unless there's a tie uh moving forward i had to change some things around so originally next episode was going to be a tag team match we kind of had to push that back a bit because of uh well everyone's schedules are a little bit different i mean a lot of us uh, our kids are going back to school some of us are going back to work Things are kind of getting normal with this whole COVID thing, but at the same time, it's still crazy. Especially because we got elections around the corner. Uh, oh boy, I don't even want to think about it. Um, and other news, so three topics, three things I want to get off my chest at the top of the show, and then we'll get into the show itself. Uh, first and foremost, uh, it was announced, I think it was either last week, after the, after the um, first episode. So the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S which I will now refer to as Xbox X, Xbox S, have been announced to release on November 10th, with the Xbox X going for 500 and the S going for 300 Now, the difference between the two is that the S is a strictly digital uh, console, meaning which it doesn't have a disk drive, 
you would have to digitally download your games. Now, for people that don't buy video games that much, that wants the next-gen console, and they mainly use Game Pass, this is perfect, honestly. So, and it's it's pretty damn small. Okay, uh, the X is more your average digital, you know, average physical consoles. Um, Wednesday, Sony announced the release date and price for the PS5. So, a regular hard, a regular physical copy of the PS5 will be $500. The digital one will be $400. And both will release November 12th, two days after the Xbox. Now, Sony jumped the gun and opened up their pre-orders, and it was madness. Like, some people were able to pre-order it online, some weren't. This and there, Sony apologized. So, okay. I personally was looking forward and thinking about getting one until I found out that A, Miles Morales Spider-Man will be on the PS4 as well as the PS5, and B, that God of War won't be coming out to next year anyway, so I'm just going to get my PS5, but I'll get it eventually. So, just want to mention that for those of you who, who aren't or in, are in the know. Uh, second piece of business, so along with this podcast, I will be releasing two other podcasts as side projects. Uh, the first one being it is a podcast dedicated to strictly to anime music and music inspired by anime. So like original soundtracks on anime and you know songs played in anime, like opening themes, ending themes, so on and so forth. So each week I'll choose a theme and then go from there and discuss the anime and the music. Um ooh, excuse me. I am calling the podcast Senpai's Playlist. Okay, so look forward to that. Uh third project is another podcast uh, it's a video game music podcast um for those of you who don't know i had a bit of a rough childhood uh, i have sought therapy for it over the years uh recently my therapist thought that like it'd be a good way to get it out there share my story with people as a part of the healing process so i figured i'd do it in the form of a podcast so the podcast will be based around it's gonna be a short series Upon it origins, how video games helped me get through life, and it'll be based around video games that I played as a growing up, and the games that helped me get through like all the troubled times and tribulations. Because there were times where I wasn't pl- able to play games or didn't play video games for years on end, and there were times there I was. And honestly, video games and other various forms of media did help me escape and cope with some of the stuff I was going through. So I look forward to that. Um, outside that, Bolt Supreme just released his, uh, I guess you could call it, uh, ending, you know, his season finale of his show, The Underwater Episode. It was hilarious. It was great. Bolt's, man, you got a gift, man. Like, <laughs> don't change. Keep the format. But I still want more Jonathan Hartwell laser spark. Um, Messenger is going on a hiatus. Uh, BGMC will be going on a hiatus, too. So I figure... Now would be a good time. Um, outside of that, I'm trying to think of Oh, again, as I stated before, I'm not going to set up a Patreon or anything, but I think I will set up an email for this. And quite possibly, I mean, there's a Facebook page and a Discord already, so probably just an email. I might start using Anchor once I figure out how to use it. So, anyway, that being said, so we're going to go ahead and jump into the show. So, you know, sit back, hang tight, and hope you enjoy.
Ladies and gentlemen, we got a great match for you tonight. We have two competitors whom have different walks of life and differing views on games. Over in the blue corner, he is the host of the Heroes 3 podcast. He is a fellow alumni of BGM Jukebox. Fan and friend of all BGM podcasts. Well, not all, but most. The winner of the first ever BGM Fight Club battle. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Kung Fu Carlito. Hell, in the red corner, he is the BGM Master Ninja. He'll leave the track and disappear into the shower before you know it. Hosting his own podcast, The Messenger Presents a BGM Journey. Hailing from EUPA, I give you The Messenger, Alex Messenger, who is also a BGM Jukebox alumni. Now, I've given both these men a very simple challenge, something that a lot of us here can relate to. The topic is 90s retro game. So, the rules were as follows. Any game made between 1990 and 1999, they could pick from. They were allowed to use covers, arrangements, or remixes. However, the games had to, it has to come from the game's original soundtrack. It cannot come from, from a re-release, recently released during this year, or a year prior. Okay? So, they have both submitted me their tracks. Now, the messenger won the dice roll. That's right, we roll 20-sided dice here. Okay, and I asked them odd or even. Messenger won the roll, so he is deferred to going second every round. So, Carlito's picks will be played first each round, and Messenger's picks will be played second. Okay, so, with that being said, we're going to head down to the ring to our announcer and go from there. Alright, now that our contestants have entered the ring, we shall go to Carlito first for his first track. So, it seems like Carlito has chosen a track from Mega Man 3. I believe the title of the track is called Rush Jet 1. I believe it is a remake, Mega Man 3 Remade 02 title. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and play the track. Carlito has also submitted audio testimonial for this, so even better. So, I'll play the track. And then I'll play his testimonial, and hopefully I'll have the right title for the track when we get back. So uh, hang tight.
Hello again, everyone. This is Carlos, uh, co-host from Heroes 3 Podcast. I made it. I defeated the last weekend. It was very close. We had a great fight. Uh, much fun was had, but here I am in round two, or battle two, and I'm facing off against Alex, the messenger messenger <laughs> uh heavyweight in the vgm podcast community and this is really exciting too so our theme is 90s music which is kind of uh broad but i'm really excited to dig into some of my picks so my first track that you just heard was the title theme from Mega Man 3 so this is a, an arrangement of that theme done by the chiptune artist Rush Jet 1. And it's kind of interesting, actually, he used the VRC6, which is a Konami expansion chip that I'm sure a lot of VGM fans are familiar with. So it expanded the sound capabilities of the Nintendo or Famicom, and I believe it gave it three more channels. Uh, there are many people that know this much better than I do, so. I won't even try to sound smart about it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you get a nice fuller sound, and uh, Mega Man really benefits from that right now. Mega Man 3 being my favorite Mega Man game from the Nintendo era. I know it's always this fight between Mega Man 2, Mega Man 3. I think all of the Mega Man games are pretty great for Nintendo, but uh, 3 is my favorite, and I actually... My brother and I, when we were children, we would get games like only on birthdays or Christmas. It wasn't all the time. So um, Mega Man 3, we actually got for like a, a little bonus gift. In Puerto Rico, we celebrate, after Christmas, we celebrate Three Kings, Dia de los Reyes. It's like kind of the, the journey of the kings after they, you know, went all the way to see baby Jesus on Christmas, this and that anyways. So uh, what you do, or at least what we did in Puerto Rico, uh, I mean, growing up, um, was you leave a little like hay out for the camel, just little gifts, like it's kind of like milk and cookies, basically. And you'd always get like little presents, but I don't know what happened this year. We got uh, Mega Man 3. It was stunning to see an actual Nintendo <laughs> box in that little basket that we put out. Because it's usually just like candy or like 10 bucks or something. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if there was a sale or maybe if the the gift giver was able to find a game that was harder to find around Christmas time after the fact. But... Yeah, we really enjoyed having Mega Man 3. I think all the music's really strong. Uh, it's uh, Yasuaki Fujita and Harumi Fujita. She composed a little bit, but you know, uh, people may know she was pregnant at the time and she wasn't able to complete the soundtrack. So Yasuaki Bun Bun Fujita. Oh, and side note, Bun Bun is actually the onomatopoeia. It's a Japanese onomatopoeia for a sound the bee makes boom boom bun bun is why he has that nickname i think it was takashi tateshi that said this in an interview so that's a little exclusive for you guys straight out of magfest was able to complete it and i've heard her talk actually i saw her talking at magfest and 
she said that this was like a almost like a, a test for Bun Bun. This was like his first solo project and he uh, worked really hard to get it done without having uh, Harumi uh, by his side. And um, oh, that's another misconception that maybe people have made uh, because they have the same last name. People think they're married. No, they're not married. They just have the same last name. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, that's a uh, title theme from Mega Man 3. I hope you liked it. All right, that was Kung Fu Carlito's audio testimonial for this. And, you know, I gotta say, I am greatly appreciative of the fact that he uh, submitted his own audio testimonial. At first, I was gonna have a problem clipping it, but he sent, it, he sent me the files via email, so this works out well. So, uh, Mega Man 3. As I stated before, I have beaten the other Mega Man games, 1 to 7. And I've beaten X1, X2, and I think I'm still working my way through X3. But, I recently bought the anniversary, like the, the Mega Man anthology collection basically, which has Mega Man's from 1 to 11, and every Mega Man has. So, once work lets out, I probably will be playing for those. But that being said, great track to start out with. Um, I've always been a fan of Mega Man. You know, Carlito definitely knows his stuff, so. Now, we go towards Alex's first pick, which, if you want it, I gotta pull it up here. Kind of hard because both, like, I, I'm going based off of my phone for the most part. Some of this stuff because they have it in a certain order. And all right, so Alex, I'm correct. All right, so he went with, <laughs> which is funny. He went with a uh, for some of us that you know what. I'm just gonna go ahead and play the track once y'all hear it you'll know what's up. So here we go from NHL Hockey for the Sega Genesis. This is Intermission Final.
that was NHL Hockey for the Sega Genesis Intermission Final. Now, I'm going to admit, like, when I was younger, I used to watch hockey. Um, the Messenger, huge hockey fan. I don't think I've ever played any hockey video games, to be honest, but Messenger is a huge hockey fan. Um, as of right now, as of this recording, he's watching the Stanley Cup Finals, which, if I'm correct, has Dallas versus Tampa Bay, I believe, unless TB stands for a different team, but I don't know, but yeah, this this track is pretty nice. I like the little, like, I forget how long, but like, the rising part, kind of the breakdown, as y'all would call it, but, uh. But, as usual, the messenger left no message. So if you want, you could kind of imagine them both in the ring. Carlito coming out, the Mega Man rearranged, and messenger standing over in his corner. All solitary, quiet. Wind billowing at his back, scarf fluttering in the wind. So, uh, that was great. So, now on to round two. So... Round two, Carlito chose a track from, I think I know which game this came from, I don't know for sure, um, but if I'm correct, I think this is, this is called Snapple Man X-Men Jump Factory, uh, I don't know if it's an arrangement or not, I will get the information once we get back, so, you know, uh, let's just go to the track and see what we got.
Okay, welcome back. You just heard my second pick for this 90s battle, and I had to go with a sound that perfectly resonates with me for the 90s. Going to Chuck E. Cheese or any big arcade, there would always be Konami beat-em-up, you know, Simpsons, Ninja Turtles, but me, I love the X-Men, and uh, before Capcom was doing their thing with the X-Men, uh, this Konami X-Men game was dominating the arcades. There's like a four-player version. I think I think there's a four-player, a five-player, and a like six-player deluxe cabinet. Yeah, it was so much fun just joining in on a game or starting a game and having everybody show up, <laughs> wasting all your quarters to try and beat the game. Uh, I definitely have beaten it a couple of times in the arcade, and it's yeah it's, it's super fun cyclops my favorite dude on the x-men this representation of cyclops isn't really my favorite this the cyclops you see in this game has the skull cap um uh, much more of a 90s jim lee era uh, x-men fan i mean design wise i would say that's uh my favorite uh i'm a huge chris claremont fan so his entire run on the x-men even going into this like kind of 90s era is my favorite stuff but something i think not as many people remember from uh this game is that uh, all the designs were kind of related to a, a basically a failed pilot for an x-men cartoon and there's just one episode of this, and it's actually probably my favorite animated X-Men anything um, outside of like the video games. I love the Capcom games, of course. Uh, it's called Pride of the X-Men, so it was like a pilot that they animated just before the like X-Men boom of the 90s. And it's uh, very high production. It's basically X-Men anime because all the production was uh, for the animation was done out of Japan. And all the designs are the same as this game. So you've got Dazzler, Storm, Wolverine. Wolverine had like a weird Australian sounding accent in that Pride of the X-Men. I don't get that. But um, Magneto, Mystique white queen who you fight is is in that animated pilot it just looks beautiful it's like my favorite thing ever um i think you can see it on youtube so just look up pride of the x-men with a y because it's kitty pride so uh kitty pride is kind of like the the insert the analog for the viewer because she's just arriving at xavier's school for gifted children and you know she would definitely you know, everybody's used to jubilee because it's the 90s but uh she was the she was the jubilee before jubilee was around <laughs> so yeah and, and this song i didn't even talk about the song but the song rips this is a uh cover of uh stage one theme from uh x-men the arcade game and this is by snapple man who's like this kind of granddaddy of the uh, VGM remix community and this is actually a pick from Dwelling of Duels which is like a month-to-month -month, uh, kind of like what we're doing right here uh, battle between uh, VGM artists so there always has to be like a live element so you get guitars and keys here the energy of the X-Men tracks pretty great it's like this kind of I don't know there's there's like a techno aspect to it because they're using samples of voice and that's that's in the original track too and like dj scratching so that's kind of fun but yeah it was one of the louder uh games you'd hear in the arcades when you walked in and uh yeah i just wanted to 
use that this facet of the 90s that i love yeah the x-men i love the x-men so i wanted to talk about them <laughs> so that's uh that's my second pick carlito man i'm telling you one of these days you might have to bring me on your podcast and we just talk about comic books because a lot of people don't realize um a lot of martial arts flicks inspired a lot of different comic books or comic book artists. Now, Carlito mentioned two well-known X-Men comic book artists, Jim Lee and I forget what the other guy's name was off the top of my head, but Jim Lee is the artist I grew up on. That is the X-Men I also grew up on. Um, the design on that's used he's right for Pride the X-Men is also based off the design from the original Uncanny X-Men. Um, comic where they you know like basically kind of first class in a sense uh the thing is with this game like he's right like it won a lot of games in the arcade if you ever went to arcade like i constantly uh it was at chuck e cheese that i lived at well not where i lived at but around where i was and i was always like anytime we went to chuck e cheese i was playing uh it was a six player captain at that one um I do believe there is a four-player arcade, uh, I don't know for sure, I know I have this on my Xbox 360 because they released it on Xbox Live Arcade the same year that Call of Duty Black Ops 1 came out. I remember them releasing this and being like to my roommates and time, like, yo, oh, y'all got to play this, I was like, what's it? I was like, oh shit, it's the X-Men, ooh, sorry, it, it didn't, I'm trying to watch my language for this video, I was like, oh man, it's the X-Men, oh, and we just sat there and played the game the whole night, um, one friend, he's using Nightcrawler and just doing stomps on robots and stuff. So, um, but yeah, this particular game uh, is definitely a staple for my childhood as well. Um, for those of you who've never played it, basically you choose one of six X-Men: Colossus, Wolverine, Storm, Cyclops, Dazzler, and Nightcrawler. Now, uh, this is one of the few X-Men games that allow you to play as Nightcrawler. Uh, other ones along the way kind of heard eh, on the side of not letting you play with them. But um, basically, it's a side scroll beat 'em up. Um, the White Queen, it has different enemies in there. Uh, you fight Juggernaut, the White Queen, Magneto, Pyro, uh, basically the Brotherhood of the Brotherhood of Mutants. They're all bad guys. Um, the White Queen is known as is actually Emma Frost. Uh, she's well known in the comics. Uh, at the time, she was part of Hellfire Club. All that goodness. She's a telepath, she can turn her body to die. Uh, very, very skimpy cloak. That's about all I got for you on that aspect. Um, but yeah, definitely a... Yeah, this game, this entire series is definitely something that, like, I grew up on. So, um, nice pick, Carlito. So, now, we're moving on to our third one. Alright, so... Yeah, this, oh no, no, we're still in our second round. Alright, I'm sorry. Whew, almost messed up. Alright, so, Alex's second pick, if my electronics would stop acting stupid. Alright, so Alex's second pick comes from the game Thunder Force 4. The track is called Metal Squad. I believe this game came out for the Sega Genesis, so uh, why don't y'all sit back, sit back, sit tight, hear the song. And we'll get to the information afterwards. All right. All right. Thunder Force 
That was Metal Squad from Thunder Force 4. Now, I personally have never played Thunder Force. Uh, it is a second Genesis game. Uh, it is a... I believe they call it Cave Shoot. Well, basically a Cave Shoot 'em up. Uh, it's, a, it's the same gameplay style as R-Type. And Fakes. So, uh, also, none of you have heard that episode of VG Embassy of Ed doing the entire episode on Felix. Go watch. Go listen to that episode. And then go find Felix so you can play it. It's a great game. Anyway, um, definitely a rocket track. I know this much. I feel like this track is definitely built more for stamina than anything else because, uh, once again, it's getting late. I've worked a 60 hour work week at my job, so quite fatigued, but you know, here I am making this work. But it is a great track. Um, definitely different going up against, you know, uh, the remix of X-Men First Stage, so I'm interested to see how this third round is going to go, which we are moving on to. So, third round. So, Kung Fu Carlito chose the track Castle Dracula. I don't know what game this comes from. I want to guess that it's from a Castlevania game. So, we'll go ahead and play it. I'll see if I can get some information. I'll get back to you. So here we go. Castle Dracula, round three, Carnival Carlitos, next attack. You just heard Castle Dracula from Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh, this was an arrangement 
made for the Castlevania Harmony of Despair game. This uh, arrangement is made by Yasushi Asada. I can't talk about the 90s and video games and video game music without talking about Castlevania. Such a huge series for me going back even before the 90s on the Nintendo. And uh, Symphony of the Night definitely changed the course for the series, but it was a game that I I love that game so much. It's like one of my top, I don't know, five games of all time. This would have been around high school that I started playing that game. And I was always like a Nintendo kid, really. But when the PlayStation came out, there were a lot of games that were coming out that uh, I really I, I needed to play. So <laughs> I jumped ship. I bought a PlayStation and Castlevania Symphony Night was one of these glorious games. Uh, just exploring that castle, finding all the secrets and... Um, just enjoying the beautiful artwork and the music. So Michiro Yamane's music for Symphony of the Night uh, also set the Castlevania series on its own kind of stylistic direction. And I really enjoy it. And some people say that she kind of sounds samey, but I, I do agree with that, but I really like it. So give me more of that. I'll always take more. So even when she worked on uh, Skullgirls, there was a lot of that kind of same sound that people would have been used to hearing from her. This first area, uh, once you get in and you kind of are Alucard uh, starting to roam the castle and there's like big werewolf or a big wolf that you fight and there's lightning and thunder and atmosphere and your encounter with death that kind of sets you back a bit but it kind of gives you this intrigue about what's happening here. And uh, something something like Super Metroid but with a little more, I mean, and people always say Metroidvania, this and that, and it's, it's true. But um, Castlevania Symphony of Night had a little more meat to the story. Whereas I, I do really enjoy the kind of uh, minimalist story of Super Metroid. Symphony of Night kind of built on the lore that they were already kind of doing with the lineage of the Belmont clan and the battle between them and Dracula. And now this kind of lineage of Dracula's uh, uh, family with Alucard. So uh, seeing Alucard in Castlevania 3, he's like this big, gigantic dude. And then uh, this elegant, kind of confident vampire of Alucard in Symphony of Night was super cool. And even just like, I feel like his walk cycle and that after image and the beautiful pixel work that you see in that game, it's just super inspiring even still like people are trying to live up to what symphony of the night did and i mean metroidvania is like every other indie game is a metroidvania now <laughs> so you can see how influential it was but yeah this this track is really cool i wasn't a big fan of harmony of despair because it was basically just reusing assets and kind of throwing you into this it almost felt like a grindy kind of mmo style game where you're just optimizing your paths and hoping for a rare drop but i picked the track not because of that game but because of symphony in the night and what i enjoyed out of that game in the 90s so yeah i hope you enjoyed that track like yeah definitely i am definitely a fan of castlevania uh, it's a game that me and my brothers have all played. I would say, in terms of Symphony Night, I've probably bought the game like five times. 
Um, but yeah, Castlevania has definitely changed how games were done. Because now everyone tries to replicate that formula. And most have done to great success this. Others, not so much, but we're not here to talk about this today. That was definitely an awesome track, so uh, let's see. How will the messenger respond to Alex's vampiric menu? So, I mean, Carlito's vampiric menu. I'm so sorry. Oh, I am very much so tired, people. I apologize. Alright, so, looks like the messenger picked a track from a game called Beach. From the quote, the track's called Beach is from a game called Block. I do believe it came out on Super Nintendo, so let's go ahead and get that a listen, shall we?
Oh man, that was a uh, that was unexpected. Um, I've heard of the game Pac before. I personally have never played it. Uh, when Super Nintendo Classic first came out, uh, my brother David had figured out how to hack them and add more games to the system. And my friend Chuck, he had bought one and he wanted to just put a game in there called Ooh, excuse me. Pac! So I was like, cool. So they found the game, we put it on there, the rest is history. So. Mmm. Anyway, alright, so, moving on. Alright. Ugh, I am so sorry about that. I am quite tired, people. I do apologize, but we're almost through, because we're at round... Oh, that's right. Round four. Now, I'm telling you right now, some of these tracks these guys got coming up, real straight pissage, y'all. So, Carlito has a track from Shinobi 3. And it may be a cover arrangement. I will have that information, like I said, once again, when I get back. So, here's a track from Shinobi 3. All info I got on is on Luke Jansen, Shinobi 3, I did
Welcome back. You just heard Shinobi 3 Idaten, a uh, remix by Luke Jansen. Actually, a composer that I found on YouTube when I was digging around for this episode. Uh, so I wanted to talk about Shinobi and uh, Shinobi related <laughs> ninja stuff. <laughs> Like I said, I was a Nintendo kid, but I also loved ninjas and stuff. So Shinobi and Ninja Gaiden and stuff like this were really interesting to me. And uh, this was also uh, one of these situations where uh, not having a Sega at home, you would go over by your cousin's house and get to play these games you'd never see anywhere else or uh, even at the arcade. In the arcade, I don't think I ever played Shinobi, the original. I definitely played shadow dancer because i remembered that a lot and that game's really cool too but uh shinobi 3 is awesome there's like these really cool set piece stages and the action's really exciting so definitely a game that i remember seeing like snapshots of and uh you know always wanting to ask my cousin like hey can we can we play <laughs> so that's always fun uh, uh, regarding Shinobi, uh, I'm sure a lot of people know how the first game kind of like rips off of a lot of properties. So there's like Godzilla and Batman and Spider-Man. One of the other things that I like to mention is that the title image in the game, that's actually lifted straight out of Sonny Chiba's uh, Kage no Gundan. So uh, this was a show that aired in Japan where he played the legendary ninja Hattori Hanzo he was very well known for that role he is very well known for that role <laughs> still around um and actually in kill bill people would uh see him reprise the role of hatori hanzo hanzo's like a name it's kind of like a mantle that's handed down generation to generation so it'll be like hatori hanzo the third the fourth and i think in kill bill he has a number two i can't really remember yeah it's really cool to see uh, Sonny Chiba being so influential and known for his role as a ninja that uh, the game lifted it and actually I think they had to change it later on because it was too similar because if you see the image from the show it's just straight up the same thing but a pixel art version of that and uh, to see uh, you know Tarantino pay tribute to that by using him in the film was really cool too. Yeah not to mention this remix is pretty awesome It's it's got uh kind of compared to the other stuff that I've shared it's more faithful I would say to the original but it's kind of beefed up version this dude Luke Jansen I didn't really know about that well maybe you listening know more but I'm definitely going to look into his uh, music after uh, recording All right, this. that was Carlito with another audio testimonial track definitely does bang oh man I mean even with me being tired I was slightly stirred away from the music. So, another great track. So, now, Atlas is going to his fourth round track. Um, but, little thing on the Shinobi games, like, I... <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I absolutely love the Shinobi games. And some of my favorite games to play on the Sega. Um, I would really need to go back and play more yeah, definitely if you get a chance, I think uh, Sega Classics Collection for the Switch has them, and also the Sonic Mega Collection for the Xbox 360 and PS3. So, that being said, we're moving on to Alex's fourth pick. And I gotta be honest, 
when I saw this track on this list, I kind of lost my marbles. Because this song is like kind of the epicenter of my childhood. So let's go play the song. You will all probably know its name. As soon as it starts playing, it's not going to have the name at the end. Sonic Knuckles, Flying Batteries Only, Act 2. This is the Messenger's fourth round pick, and you know what? Look, I grew up with, like, we had a Nintendo first, but we had a Sega Genesis during the Sega Genesis Super Nintendo era. Don't get me wrong at the time, there was a lot of Super Nintendo games I did want to play, but I was probably happy with my Sega. Oh, man, just... Sonic and Knuckles, like, it, it was weird because we really didn't get to play Sonic and Knuckles. So, like, Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles, like, those games we didn't really get our hands on until, like, mm, well after their payday. Like, it, again, like, whenever you get the chance to listen to my other podcast, which I'll try to have up before the weekend's over, there'll be a lot of explanations. Uh, I will warn people to this bit during the podcast, but we'll get on topic. So, oh man, just a great track. I love Sonic the Hedgehog, especially Sonic the Knuckles. Uh, I mean, what else can you say? You know, just Carlito swinging for the fences, the messengers swinging for the fences. Like this one's kind of close. To, like me personally, like I, I don't know what I'm gonna do when it comes time for me to vote because, like, I can vote on this one because I, I'm not, um, you know, in the contest. So that being said, um. Hmm. 
I'm just wondering. I'll put up a poll and see how people vote, because originally I was going to have it. Whoever loses gets to choose the next topic. Or I would just choose a topic and it goes from there. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, we're going to play Carlos's fifth track. Okay. Now, this is at the part where we're in the final round of the match. Alright, so round five. Carlos's fifth track is from a game that, again, near and dear to my heart. Like, Ah, oh, you just, just, just listen to music. That's all I can say.
Oh man, you were just listening to Hot for Rock Shuffles Part 2, Big Snapple's 3AM Pizza Bender by Prince of Darkness. This is a remix of a couple of tracks from Turtles in Time, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 uh, for the Super Nintendo. It was uh, Big Apple 3AM and Alley Cat Blues with a little bit of David Lee Roth sprinkled in some Van Halen Hot for Teacher. So that's also fun. So I know I just talked about ninjas a bit, but I guess I'm going to talk about ninjas some more. This is partly related to some artwork that I just did recently for XVGM Radio. They wanted me to draw uh, one of the Ninja Turtles, and Donatello is my favorite, so I had fun drawing him. And you can't think of the 90s without thinking of the Ninja Turtles. I think The Simpsons is probably right around there for like just general pop culture 90s stuff. Yeah, a lot of the same stuff that I was saying about the X-Men kind of goes hand in hand with this. So Konami making their beat-em-ups in the arcades. These were most likely the loudest machines. And you'd have a lot of fun just running up to the machine, seeing where people are at and plopping in some quarters and having a fun time. So much fun to be had with these games. It was a different era back then. Now I feel like uh, when it comes to beat-em-ups and stuff, you kind of have to be a little more invested to want to play through it because you're just punching and moving and punching and moving. But <laughs> uh, Ninja Turtles, super fun, super colorful. Uh, the music has this great Konami pedigree, and uh, you hear it turned way up for this remix. Uh, Prince of Darkness, one of my favorite remixers. Dude can shred, and everything he's in is great. He's in a group called uh, Tiberian Sons, and they do some really great remixes here and there. He's also actually part of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. He's like the touring bassist for that group right now, which is really cool to see. So we get some video game music roots in major pop culture because, you know, they're always touring, especially in the holidays. Actually, I don't know what that means uh, with what we are dealing with right now so i uh, but either way he's part of the band so that's really cool yeah uh regarding i guess my heroes 3 stuff the ninja turtles the live action film the first live action ninja turtles was a co-financed film between new line cinema and golden harvest the the famous hong kong film company and it's uh really cool to see that they were very successful in the west thanks to that as well just outside of all the other stuff but i feel like maybe people don't know that as much even on screen maybe you don't see their faces but a lot of the suit actors for the fighting or a lot of names that i really am fond of when it comes to hong kong cinema so some of the yun clan and i guess the more familiar name is Yung Wu Ping, the fight choreographer for The Matrix, and Kill Bill, I said, I was mentioning Kill Bill, and uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. He's not, he doesn't have to do with this film, but some of his, his brothers, real life brothers, spiritual brothers, <laughs> they're involved with the action for Ninja Turtles films, so that's really cool. And if you go into the second film you'll see people that were involved in the mortal kombat games so uh, yeah in the first 
Turtles movie, second Turtles movie, you can see Johnny Cage. He, Once the guy that played Johnny Cage in the Once game, again, Daniel Piscina. You'll see him as um, one of the Foot Clan members. And Ho Sung Pak, the guy that played Liu Kang and Shang Tsung in the first game. And the uh, Liu Kang in the second game, he's well, one of the ninjas. I think he's the suit actor for Raphael in the fighting. So that's awesome. I love I love mentioning that to people. So yeah, there's always some connection. So I got my heroes three out of the way. But yeah, I guess those are my main picks for uh, our '90s battle. And Alex, I can't wait to hear what you got, and we'll see who wins uh, this fight. Always happy to share video game music. Uh, whatever the theme is and i mean the 90s is super fun and there's a bunch of stuff that i had to cut out because only picking five tracks to represent uh vgm in the 90s is really hard but i think this represents me pretty well a lot of the stuff that i really liked and some fun little tidbits to go with it so i hope you enjoyed these and we'll see if i last to the next round happy fighting guys bye enough so i have played trouble in time I played the remake and the original on the Super Nintendo. I played the remake for the 360 club, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in Time Reshaped. I played the original on the Super Nintendo. I have the GameCube theme, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 Balances. This is based on the 2000s Ninja Turtles Fox Kids cartoon. Um, if you beat the game, you can play Turtles in Time. On the game, so I, that's one of the main reasons why I have it. have packs of Nintendo Classic. Come on, I can play four player shows at a time. Like, I got me is four game controllers. You know who got four game controllers? This guy. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, great track. So, that is Carlito's last round track. Other than two, when we get to the sudden death round. So, now, the Messenger's fifth track, which will Take us to a game called Wave Race 64. The trap is Port Blue. And we'll get more into it on the way back because eh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more when we get back. Alright? That was Port Blue from Wave Race 64. Now, I'll be honest, I have never played Wave Race 64. I've seen gameplay of it, and I've seen it. 
plate, and one safety plate. Aside from the last one, I've never owned it. I mean, it just needs to be a catch game on the light, it's just, it's just basically a jet sequence. I mean, hit soundtrack for the game, but it's not fun, but you can tell me I'm just like, yeah, it, it just, it, it just so, that being said, both men have entered their five tracks. So now it's up to you, the audience, to decide who has won the 90s retro BGM. But before that, we have Sudden Death. Now, the rules of Sudden Death are Each person has submitted five tracks. One bonus track, aka death. So should it end should the match end in a tie, we will then defer to the sudden death track, and whichever sudden death track gets the most votes wins. Okay. Now the off chance that that sudden death track gets, you know, ends in a tie too, then I think it I, I think I kinda of figured something out like where I would tally up the votes and go from there, so Either way, I'll figure it out. But, alright, so. Carlito's track for Sudden Death is going to be. If, um, once again, technology messing up. <laughs> so, Carlito has chosen the track Decisive Battle from Final Fantasy VI for the Super Nintendo. So, we'll go ahead and take a listen, and then we'll hear his testimonial for his Sudden Death track.
Okay, one last track, just in case we have a tie. I had to represent some Final Fantasy because uh, Final Fantasy 2 and 3 on Super Nintendo were a big deal for me when I was a kid. Played them a lot. I learned a lot. Like, I learned kind of how to play video games, how to play RPGs. And I had to go with the decisive battle from Final Fantasy 3, well, 6 from the Super Nintendo. And this is the arrangement for the Black Mages album, who uh, they took uh, Uematsu's music and did like a rock arrangement that I was like really into when they came out. And actually revisiting it for this, I, I still really like the arrangement. It's kind of like a power metal melodic metal arrangement of the decisive battle which was already pretty rocking track pretty straightforward rocking like metal track compared to some of the other stuff you'd hear in uh final fantasy 3 uh like dancing mad the like prog rock stuff that i really love and i would use dancing mad but that's kind of a long track and the black mages version is really awesome too but i thought decisive battle would be uh, more fun for this kind of tiebreaker track. <laughs> it's kind of fun. I was waiting for Final Fantasy 3. Like, I was reading magazines, seeing the advertisements with Mog the Moogle looking like a smarty pants with all the, the shadows hanging over him of all the monsters. And I devoured that game when it came out. I'd even like, sometimes when we go to family gatherings, I would like take my Super Nintendo. <laughs> with <laughs> not all the time but a couple of times i definitely took it, the whole setup with so i could go and play it by my cousins also to show them too yeah i uh, another one of my favorite games of all time i know that game like the back of my hand it's kind of like comfort food game for me like there's no real challenge to it and honestly it's not that difficult a game but if you really wanted to dig in and get everything that's that's pretty fun so yeah stock up on like experience eggs and all of these yeah you can really like the the le the second half of the game once you uh really exploit the uh esper system and all of magicites and all the buffs you get you you turn really powerful <laughs> But it's still a lot of fun, and I, I play it every once in a while when I can. I think, yeah, I set my Super Nintendo up in my sunroom, and I got a controller. It was one of those ASCII controllers with auto fire on it, and there's this kind of exploit that you can do at a certain point in the game where you can just, like, set the controller to auto fire and let the characters, like, just keep going for a while. And I had never tried that before, so now that I had that controller, I was like, oh, I want to try this. And, yeah, I, I super beefed up my crew. <laughs> Some of them, the people that you have in that segment of the game. So that was kind of fun to exploit that after so many years. But anyways, yeah, decisive battle. We're deciding the match if we're getting to this tiebreaker. So, uh, Alex, again, if this is where we're at, uh, I know you're gonna bring some heat too, so here we go, man. Let's see who wins. Peace. Oh, is Alex gonna bring some heat? Oh, Alex brought some heat. He brought some heat, all right. So, and before I get into Alex's track, so little note. Uh, so I myself have never played Final Fantasy three, aka Final Fantasy six. In the Rhythm and Pixels chat, we were doing this thing called the 30-Day Video Game Challenge. And one of the topics was um, 
music from a game you've never played, Nacho's Final Fantasy VI, and everyone lost their marbles. So trust me, once uh, my job closes down for the season, I'm in my off season, I will be playing Final Look, I already have it on my Super Nintendo Classic along with Chrono Cross. I'm going to get to it, people. Everybody chill out and relax. All right? All right. So now we're going to Alex's pick. The Messenger has picked a track from a game that I, from, from a series, that I truly do love. This is at Doom's Gate from the Doom OST. telling you you and me we have to do a doom episode just straight doom or fps but most likely just a doom episode with music from all the doom games dude i'm telling you all right that was at doom's gate from doom okay doom is a series that i love dearly I am currently making my way through Eternal. I am having a great time. Um, October is right around the corner. Maybe I'll do a Doom Anthology stream, stream where basically I play through all the Dooms. From 1, 2, 3, 64, uh, Doom, and Doom Eternal. I think those are all. Anyway, uh, thank you once again for listening to VGM Fight Club. Today's match was Kung Fu Carlito versus The Messenger in a 90s retro match. Both gentlemen have brought some very good, some very interesting tracks. So now it's up to you, the people, to decide. Will Carlito continue forward on his path to victory onto his next opponent? Or will The Messenger snap his victory streak in half? Just like it's a slim gym. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, could 
quite possibly go down. Set me down. This much I do know. This track right here is from Tetris for the CDI. I heard it on uh, Messenger's podcast, and man, it is such a chill track that I think from here on out, this might be my outro track for every episode. So it's just so chill, so calming. Like this is definitely going on the BGM Jazz bonus track playlist whenever I get around to making that. I think I just need a few more tracks to make that a proper playlist. That being said, um, if you do like the show, I'm going to set up an email, uh, BGM Fight Club. Uh, we're on Discord at BGM Fight Club. We're on Facebook at BGM Fight Club. I will list the tracks in the show notes, so to say. Don't know the covers. Sorry, just it is 1:09 in the morning. I am tired. I had a 60-hour work week, so I'm ready for bed. Uh, I am actually looking forward to because Wednesday will be my last day of work for this week at my job because I took two PTO days, and I'm going to spend Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday absolutely relaxed. So I can't wait for that. That being said. Um, I guess I can start a Twitter page for this. I don't know. I'll get around to all that. Either way, uh, you can find the podcast on basically archive.org. That's where I put all my podcasts. Uh, I'm going to try Anchor once I'm able to get the show on Anchor. I will notify you guys of that. Uh, sure to vote on Discord. Uh, voting will open up. And it'll basically close. Voting will open up, I think, the day after this post. And to this week, well, this time around, I'm gonna stop the votes at probably around Thursday, Friday, because I'm a little bit late getting this episode out. So about Thursday, Friday, voting will be closed. Right. That being said, uh, look out for my other two projects: Origins, How Video Games Help Me Cope with Life, and Senpai's Playlist, an anime music podcast. That being said, I am your commissioner. The last week. Have a great night. And in the words of Kenny Omega, thank you and good night.